Welcome to the Successful Life Podcast, your go-to source for insights and strategies in the HVAC, plumbing, and roofing industries. I'm Corey Barrier, here to guide you through transformative approaches to business and mindset. Each episode will explore unique methods, focusing on identifying and addressing the core challenges in your field. Our goal is to equip you and your team with practical solutions that foster growth and success. So whether you're tuning in for the first time or you're a longtime listener, get ready to dive into a wealth of knowledge and expertise. Let's begin our journey to success together. This is the successful life. It's Corey Barrier. Yeah, come learn with me. Take you down the path of our journeys. This is the successful life. It's time to take what you learn. Apply it to your life. It's your turn. To live a successful life. You are tuning in to the Successful Life Podcast. Three, This is the Successful Life Podcast, your favorite home services podcast. Hi, I'm Corey Barrier, number one best-selling author of Nine Simple Steps to Sell More Shit. You can find my book on Amazon.com by searching my name, C-O-R-E-Y-B-E-R-R-I-E-R. I'm here to help you open more doors, close more deals, and rock your revenue in your home services company. For companies with customer service teams who are dissatisfied with their current performance, my new solution is a plug-and-play CSR accelerator for home service companies. For example, my CSR accelerator raised the call book rate from 82 to 94% within 90 days. The company closed $317,456.92 in missed revenue during that same 90 days using my proprietary process. You can go to hvacplumbingsales.com for more information, or you can email me directly at corey at coreysales.com. If I've touched your life or business through this show, I want to hear from you in the review section. It really does help me, Corey B. I want to thank our military today, and I also want to thank the hardest working people in the world, the men and women in the trades. Today's episode is a banger with me, Corey B. I want to walk you through the most difficult time of my existence. I get extremely detailed about a story I've never shared before with anyone, including my wife. This is the successful life. It's Corey Barrier. Yeah, come learn with me. Take you down the path of our journeys. This is the successful life. It's time to take what you learn. Apply it to your life. It's your turn to live a successful life. You are tuning in to the Successful Life Podcast. Three, three, two, one. Let's go. Welcome to the Successful Life Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Barrier. And today, folks, I got a wild fucking story for you. I'm going to tell you a little bit about the last four years of my life. And I'm going to tell you something. It's been a struggle because running a business has a lot of twists. It has a lot of turns and it has a lot of stuff that you can't anticipate happening. Why? Because you don't have the experience to know how to anticipate these things. Now, you've probably figured out a few things at this point, you're probably making money. You probably gotten married. You might have bought a house. Maybe you got a couple of dogs and life is good, right? And then Daniel presents himself at a partnership with you, right? Daniel says, hey, I got an opportunity. We should partner up. And the opportunity seems like it's going to be great. It feels like it's going to be great because Daniel has everything that John doesn't have. He's got the, the, the list could go on, right? He just knows, he feels like Daniel's got some pieces that could make this pie whole. The issue was there was no clear expectation set because each of you had your own business, right? 
And y'all are just going to work it out. Y'all are going to work together because y'all are tight, right? That's why you're going into business together. It's a great idea because y'all, look, you get along unbelievably great, right? And then you realize once you get in the business, holy shit. He knows less than I do about this. Holy shit. What am I going to do? I've depended on Daniel to do these things and it didn't happen. And now, because of my lack of experience, I'm sorry, because of John's lack of experience, he had to close the doors. Now, look, this was my story a few years ago. And it was one of the darkest times of my life. And so I'm going to tell you, I I just want you to imagine for a second what, you know, you own a business, you go into your business just like any other day, right? And your business partner walks in and says, I'm not going to pay you anymore. Now, I lost my shit, as you can imagine. And I'll get into that story a little bit further in just a moment. But in 2017, before this happened, I sold my personal training studio and I sold it so I could open up a brand new UMD, which was a cutting edge TRT clinic, testosterone replacement therapy. We had a whole bunch of stuff in there, human growth hormone, we had peptides, we had laser hair removal, we had vaginal rejuvenation, we had all kinds of crazy stuff. Now, I put in a lot of sweat equity going into this. I didn't put as much financial equity in it as I did sweat equity because I understood, I thought I understood how to run this business. Because I'd come from the fitness industry and I'd already been dealing with some some peptides and some HCG. And so I did have an idea of what to do, but I didn't know how to run a brick and mortar doctor's office. But I thought, how hard could it be? Of course, that's what I thought. Because I think I could do everything. Well, this was a dream. Like, I thought this was it. We built out this gorgeous clinic in Raleigh, down in North Hills. It was so beautiful. And it was a prime piece of real estate. I was so proud of it. I'll be honest with you. I was so proud of it. I thought this was it for me. I loved it. I loved the business. I love being a business owner. I love being like a brick and mortar business owner. I love doing just something a little bit different than what I'd been doing. And so I thought this was a deal of a lifetime. I have this guy that wants to invest in me. He wants to build this thing out with me. He's excited. I'm excited. He's got money. I've got the experience and I've got the knowledge of, and I've got the contacts of how to make this happen, right? The clinic was open from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. every day. It was literally like a dream because look, I come from the personal training world. I was at the gym at 5 a.m. training people. Sometimes I was there till 7 p.m. It was really long days and it was taxing. And moving to this new model was like, I felt like I had arrived, which was part of the problem. I don't know if you've ever experienced hiring someone that didn't really work out for you. You probably have, if I had to guess. And being the inexperienced person I was, I hired the first person that came through the front door. Now, you already know how that turned out. Because she, it felt like this girl, lady, knew everything that I didn't know. She seemed like she had her stuff. It was, that was the furthest thing from the truth, but I didn't know. I had absolutely no idea. And so I had to hire, 
I had to hire a female because of the lasers that we had in the clinic. Now, I mentioned this a moment ago. I mentioned the vaginal rejuvenation machine and the laser hair removal machine. And we had a couple of other machines too. Actually, now that we're on the subject, I might as well tell you, we also had one that actually would help me and get harder erections. Believe it or not, it was an interesting process. Needless to say, I didn't do that. And I didn't do the other. I didn't do the vaginal rejuvenation. But I had to have a female in order to do these things because as a male, a heterosexual male, I ain't about to go in a room and try to stick something. In, I don't need to go into much detail there, but it is exactly what you think it is. It tightens up after you've had a baby. It's called incontinence, if you want to know the technical term for it. But it's basically so when women, after they've had a baby, they're, we tighten up their vagina because you just put it. Yeah. Anyway, you get the point. And I empowered her, right? I empowered this lady because I believed she was the best fit. I didn't have much comparison. She was one out of one. So, of course, she was the best fit because I hadn't looked at anybody else. And so, I wound up having to call the cops on her because she was crazy. Like, she was batshit it was one of the hardest things that I've had to do in business because I had to fire her 10 days before Christmas. Now, I'll just tell you, I felt dirty. I felt disgusting because I had to do that. But guess what? There's really not a good time to fire anybody. I don't care when you have to fire somebody. It's never a good time. But it just so happened I've never had, I've had to fire and hire a bunch of people, but I've just really never had to fire anybody around Christmas time. I'm not sure how, but I just never did. And at the end of the day, it had to, it had, if, if you're in business, which you probably are, you understand this. You've got to cut loose the people that are holding you back because at the end of the day, it hurts you and it hurts your business by keeping people around that suck or that are causing you problems. And I'll just tell you, I was, I was, I was unbelievably nervous calling the cops on this lady because I'm a convicted felon. That was a drug. I got caught selling drugs in 2005. And now I own a doctor's office where we prescribe drugs. And it was legal. Now, was it a little bit gray? Yeah, probably. It was a little bit gray. But guess what? I went through my attorney and she helped me go through all this stuff and make sure it wasn't too gray. And so I knew I was safe. But there's still that element of could something go sideways? And I couldn't afford to have that happen. I had risked everything on this business. And I had risked everything on this business. I mentioned earlier about how to get married and get buying cars and houses and dogs. And that was me. I just bought a house not a couple of years before that. And dogs and wives and our wife. And we run by our own business here. She, my wife runs her own business. I run my own business. It's not like we have a steady paycheck coming in every month, right? It, yes. But it is what it is, right? And that's the risk you take when you're in business. So my point is, I was nervous because I had a lot to lose. And I did own 50% of the company. But the problem is, I mentioned him coming in telling me he wasn't going to pay me. He controlled the checkbook. Now, I had access to the bank account that didn't have any money in it, which did me no good. So I kept working after October 1st and... God almighty, it was the beginning of the darkest time since I've been sober. Now, I've been sober for 13, over 13 years, but around a little bit before that, I stopped going to AA because things got real good. 
right? Things got really good and I didn't need to go to AA. And I said, I am not an alcoholic. I don't have to go to AA. And here's where that was my ego talking. And I don't identify as an alcoholic. I identify as a recovering alcoholic. I haven't had a drink in over 13 years. So you can't, I just don't agree with me saying I'm still an alcoholic. Now I still think like an alcoholic for sure. It's just a play on words. It really doesn't matter what you say. I know I got, I, I know I have issues and I know that Alcoholics Anonymous helps me with those issues. I'm not even so sure if I'm supposed to say that on here, but I guess I am. I'm not promoting AA. I can promise you that, but I'm just telling you my experience. So I don't give a shit if you go to AA or not. But what I'm telling you is my experience with AA for six years was interesting. It helped me get to where I am. But then I turned my back on it because I thought I didn't need it anymore. And I'm lucky I didn't drink, really. I haven't, I haven't had a desire to drink, to be honest with you. And that for a lot of people, that may sound hokey pokey, but it's the truth. I just don't have that desire. But I do have the desire to be the best MFR that I can be to my customers, to my clients, to this podcast, to you, the listeners. I take a lot of pride in what I do. And I do everything the best that I possibly can do it. And so, just like this clinic, I did it as hard as I possibly could. I did everything in Corey's power to try to make this thing work. And that was the problem, right? I didn't, I didn't rely on God. I didn't rely on God. And I know better than that. But I'm telling you, dude, I would sit here in my office right here where I'm recording this show. I would cry. I'd cry. I would cry as quietly as possible, to be honest with you, which was I was pretty good at that because you know, ego didn't want my wife to hear me because I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed that I gambled on this business. I gambled on this clinic only for October 15th to roll around and him not pay me again. And so I had to back up a U-Haul and I took 50% of the equipment out. Now, naturally, I took the 50% that was making money. Because I wanted him to move. I wanted him to pay me. And I'm going to, I wanted to make sure he was going to pay me. And so I calculated this. I consulted with attorneys. I knew what I was doing. And I knew what I was doing was right. I recorded it all. I took notes. I had three people with me. Like I did everything exactly right. Now I'll tell you something really funny. Dude, when I installed a camera so I could watch the people in my office because I couldn't see them from my office. But nobody knew that. And so I watched that camera the next morning. I wish I had that recording. I watched them go in and scramble. I thought somebody robbed them. It was absolutely priceless. It was the best thing I could have ever seen. And so during this time, right after I left there, right, we had I got sued, of course, and I was sued immediately. And so they had to come and get the stuff. And I didn't do anything wrong. So... I actually walked away. Now, this is a double-edged sword. I walked away with none of the debt, which was about almost, it was about $350,000. And I also walked, but I also walked away with no money. I walked away with nothing. I walked away with zip, nothing. And I failed at several things in my life, but this was one of the biggest. 
this took me, it took me down, dude. It took me down. It was the worst time I can remember since I've been sober. The worst. And so I didn't know what to do because I was starting over with zero confidence and zero belief in myself. And I'm going to tell you, my wife is a saint. My wife didn't make me feel bad not one time. She never, ever made me feel like a failure. She carried us through this time. She never said, Corey, go get a job at some menial job. She said, I believe in you. And I believe in what you're doing. And I believe in all the things that you believe. And I don't even know if I believed them, to be honest with you. But her belief in me really carried me. It made me believe in myself to a degree, right? And I wasn't all the way there, I'll tell you that. We were four months behind on our house payment, dude. I thought we were getting ready to lose our house. So I applied for some assistance, like government assistance. I've never told anybody this in my life. Because it's embarrassing. But I wasn't too good to ask for help. Because I needed it. In Jesus Christ, it was a relief. It was unreal. It was such a close call. And that was one not, that's one thing I'll tell you right now that I do believe in. I say that I was away from God, but I knew, I really did know we weren't going to lose our house. I knew in my heart we were not going to lose our house. I didn't know how the hell we weren't going to lose it, but when I knew we weren't going to lose it. But I was gambling on me again. The guy that keeps letting me down, right? And that's how I felt. You let yourself down again, dude. You effed up again. And so I had to visualize... I had to start visualizing the outcome that I wanted. I had to start putting myself around people that would help me change the way I'm thinking because my thinking got me here. My thinking was broken. And that March, I went and got my coaching certificate and my neuro-linguistic programming and my hypnosis certificate. And I went through a two-week, Oh, it was a really, it was actually a pretty intensive course in Atlanta. And dude, we got down there. We had barely any money. It was awful, dude. It was awful. So late October, around October, November, it was actually in November, oh, October, sorry. In 2019, I joined the RTA syndicate. RTA, Corey, you didn't have any money, dude. You're right. We didn't have any money. My wife didn't even know we were paying for this. She did not know we were paying for this because I couldn't, there's zero chance. Attention contractors of the Successful Life podcast. Want to supercharge your business decisions? We've got something just for you. Head over to our website, SuccessfulLifePodcast.com and click on the free download button to grab your copy of Warning When Hiring a Leadership Coach. Equip yourself with the insights you need to make informed decisions for your business. Don't miss out. I could have explained to my wife 
that we needed to spend $400 a month on a mastermind when I didn't have a job. I didn't have any money coming in. How would I explain that to her? It would have been impossible. I'm a great salesperson, but I'm not that good. But I knew in my heart there was something in that group that I needed. And I needed to be a part of it because I wanted what they had. And so then, so I did, I joined it. And now I was a part of the cool kids with no money, right? Which sometimes made me feel even worse. But I'll tell you, because of that decision, this podcast was born. When you're listening to right now, I asked Ryan Williams, the very first person that was on my show. He's a Navy SEAL and a rock star in business. Multi, multi, multi-millionaire. I had no idea any of this when I asked him. And I almost shit myself when I went and looked him up because I'm like, holy crap, I've got this dude on my first show. I look, I'd never opened my mic on for this podcast. I didn't, I, I had the show slug. I technically had a podcast, but there was nothing there. Zero. I didn't know the first thing about podcasting. I just knew I was going to do it. And so I've used this podcast to collaborate with influencers and to grow this show organically. Here's the crazy part. I didn't realize that's what I was doing. I didn't realize that was going to put this podcast ranked in the top 5% in the whole world. I didn't know any of that. But I'll tell you, this thing has helped me have high-level conversations with people, which has helped my confidence. And it's helped me to become the person I am today. And it's because I put myself in those uncomfortable spots because I knew I needed to get better. I wanted to grow. I wanted to be the best EMFer I could be. And so that's exactly what I did. And I just, they say, fake it till you make it. That's exactly what I did. I had to fake it till I made it. And it is what it is. What I mean, and I can talk about it now because it is what it is. I don't have to do that now. And so I didn't really recognize this, but during that really dark period, I wrote a book called The Training Code. And so because I didn't know what to do with my life, because I had one skill, which was to be a trainer in sales, and I was so down, I, I couldn't sell a thing. Dude. I couldn't sell Jack. But what happened with me writing that book and getting it edited and getting it formatted and everything, that was the foundation of my now number one bestseller on Amazon. Meaning, I wrote that book and it helped me with that second book, I never published the first book because I was fearful, right? I didn't want to, I didn't want to publish a book about selling fitness when I had no desire to sell fitness. So my thought was, if I put this book out, people are going to contact me just like they do now about me in the trades, wanting me to help them with their fitness. And I'm like, I don't want to put myself in that position because I didn't want anything to do with it. And so during that, I put in there my sales process. And so it's the same sales process. Like it's refined now, obviously, but it's the same stuff. And that's what I, that's why I wrote nine simple steps to sell more shit. Because if you hate reading as much as I do, you'll love this book. Cause it's short. It's short. It's got pictures and 
Most people that are going to read that book have ADHD, most likely. Most likely you have it. Who knows? But I have it, and I write about it in the back of the book because I think it's important for people to understand this is a serious thing. And keep in mind, by the way, I am from Mount Airy, North Carolina. I'm from Mayberry. I barely made it out of high school. I certainly was not supposed to be a number one best-selling author and a top podcaster. But I believed that I could do that. I believed I could write that book with zero proof of success. And it was a gamble. Like I said earlier, I was, again, I was gambling on, gambling with the guy that had let me down so many times, me. The odds weren't stacked in my favor. There were many times over the last few years that, like I said with the Arte stuff, that I had to hide that stuff and I hated it. But I knew it was for a greater good. And I would never hide anything that was super important, right? I just knew there was no way that I could convince my wife we need to spend $400 a month on a mastermind, right? And so it worked. It worked. My plan worked. In the last year, I've spoken live at PodFest, which holds the Guinness Book of World Records for the largest global podcast event in history. I spoke on that stage twice. I've been interviewed on the number one ADHD podcast, Faster Than Normal, as well as The Real Brad Lee, twice, dropping bombs. And you might think I'm dropping names, but I'm just telling you a couple of things that you might recognize. And look, it's weird for me to say all these things, right? I spoke this year at the National PHCC Connect event. That's unbelievable. I've worked with companies in the last year in Peru, Colombia, Chile, Argentina, Canada, and naturally the U.S. And I help leaders with their communication, building relationships and sales. And now I solely work with organizations in home services because y'all are just like me. Y'all are just like me. You cuss. You, you forget to follow up with things, right? It's things that I've under, I understand because I've walked through the shoes that you're in currently with that clinic. It was a different type business, but I made every single, I made every single damn mistake that you made or that you're making. Every one of them. I try to do everything myself. I tried to hire people, but I hired the wrong people because I was a dumbass. I didn't know. I did the best that I could with the information that I had, just like you do. But I promise you, dude, there's a better way out there. I promise you there's a better way. And I want you to win. I want you to crush it. I want you to be so successful that it blows your mind. Because I'm going to be so successful that it blows. Am I a, a, a millionaire? No, I am not. But I will be. I'll be a multimillionaire. There's zero chance that I'm not going to because I know what I've been working on. And I know the relationships that I have and I know where I'm going. And look, you can get on board or not. It doesn't matter to me because I'm going regardless. And hope today has given you a little picture, a little peek inside of, inside of my crazy life over the last four years. It's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. And listen, do me a favor. If I've touched you in this show today, if I've said something that makes 
you say, yes, I need to check into that. Or if I've said something that makes you really think about a decision that you've made in the past, share the show with one person. I don't run any ads for this show. It's completely organic. And it helps when you share the show. We'll see you guys on the other side. If you took anything away from this podcast, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, and go check out some other episodes on SuccessfulLifePodcast.com. This is the Successful Life. Thank you for tuning into the Successful Life Podcast. We hope today's insights have ignited your passion and provided tools to shape your leadership journey. Remember, greatness is a journey, not a destination. Continue your pursuit by exploring more resources and insights over at CoreyBarrier.com. Until next time, keep leading, keep learning, and keep striving for excellence. Stay inspired and see you on the next episode.